decided that we would allow you guys to determine what it is we talk about. Hey, everybody. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, me. Now I want to do it. Right. Crazy you got to switch me back over, Ma. I'm trying to get you back on, back. Are you here, Tamisha? Yeah, I'm here, but I can't. Oh. I got you. We have this stupid echo. I don't want to have to mute your mic. Hmm. It goes away as soon as I mute your mic. No. Is your sound all the way down on your computer? So this is our first time trying something new with these mics, y'all. It It, it is what it is. Um, this is the show that we allow you guys to, um, again, dictate what it is that we are talking about tonight. Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure that you share the video. Um, give us a couple of likes. And if you are interested in joining us tonight, the number is 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863. Okay. We're going to try it one more time. One more time, y'all. Let us see what we're doing. All right. Do we have it? That is so much better. What happened? I don't know, but I'm moving to the other side. And, you know, sometimes we just have these technical difficulties. Just okay. a little something, something. Okay. So we have some very interesting topics. Some of you guys sent us questions regarding us. Some of you sent us questions that you just wanted us to talk about. And I think that we have some pretty amazing stuff. Before we get started, though, we do have to... <laughs> we do have to um, talk about Nipsey Hustle. Before we even talk about that, we need you guys to like our page, share the page, share it with everybody that you know. Please. Because we're just trying to make sure that we get everybody on board and everybody gets to know us here at Talk About It Tuesdays and Emotionally Empowered Radio. So we want you guys to continue to like the page, continue to share the page. Um, you guys have been so amazing this week, sharing the page from last week, sharing the video from last week. You guys have donated. We just thank you so much to everybody that donated. We thank you so much to everybody that has shared the video, shared the page, tuned in, called in, everything. I mean, you guys are just so amazing. Like, we are really, 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 really grateful. Like, we talk about everybody individually. We talk about you guys as a group all week long. Right. right. We are excited. So we love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think um, a lot of people in the community felt like they lost a brother. I did. I lost my brother, guys. Like, he was so amazing. Um, he was an amazing person. Like, if you got, if you never got a chance to uh, ever hear any of his interviews or anything like that, he was an amazing person. He was a uh, he was just an amazing person to the community. I think we need more people out here like him. It's Absolutely. a lot of young guys that can learn from him. I do think that he was underrated, but that's neither here or there because you know everybody typically listens to whatever you know that draws their attention, and you know his stuff was pretty positive. So 
I can understand why today's society didn't, you know, take him seriously enough to 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 play his music, and then that, yeah, this was that was definitely a huge loss to the community. But you know, he'll he'll forever live on. His thing, the things that he's done for the community, the things that he is that he has still working up. Um, I'm just happy to know that there is people that will take over his um, documentary. His documentary, his just just. To keep his to keep his dream alive, so I'm just thankful for that. I do, you know, definitely want to say that we just have to send our prayers out to his family, Absolutely. his children, you know, and just his the people that are closest to him because that was definitely definitely a huge loss. Absolutely, I totally agree. Um, you know, one of the things there was, uh, my brother has a podcast that I like to, um, and he said that we lost a huge inspiration. Um, his podcast is actually called Live from the Living Room. Make sure you check those guys out on Facebook. They are live from the living room. And they are funny, hilarious. They are super funny and hilarious. And he did a um, live segment yesterday talking about Nipsey um, and, you know, just what he stood for and what he meant to um, you know, everybody, and, and so make sure you guys run over and check that out. Um, again, it is live from the living room, and you can find them on Apple Music. You can find them on Facebook Live and all of that good stuff. Um, so definitely we'll be praying for his family and um, his loved ones. So thank you guys for the hearts. Who is doing all of that? Check y'all out. Is that my brother? Oh, thank you, brother. So, again, guys, share the page so that we can go ahead and get people on board. Um, send in your topics. You still have time to send in your topics. You can inbox us. You can email it to us. At this point, just eat, just in, inbox us so we can go ahead and just pull it right up and talk about it. Absolutely. Um, so if there's any anything else. Um, our backdrop. So you guys like our backdrop? Let me move huh? out the way. Please let us get so out the way. Now give a shout out to who did the backdrop. Um, her name is Shay Clark. Her name is Cherie. Um, but she is Shay Clark on Facebook. S H E Clark. Um, she does an amazing job with backdrops. She did my mom's backdrop for her 60th birthday. So um, let me got let me know if you guys are interested in her doing a backdrop. She does amazing work. She's really really quick. Um, she's not that expensive, and we absolutely love our backdrop. We do, we do. So we are going to start doing something different. It's backwards. <laughs> it's backwards to them. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, okay, well, you guys get the gist of it, though. It is beautiful, though. We love so, it. We love it. It's, you know, it's popping. <laughs> so um, we are going to start doing something different. It's backwards to oh, James Coleman. So. I'm going to start doing something different. I'm going to add some little different things to the show, and Ebony will too. Um, so so what I'm going to start doing, she, your brother said that that boy is clean. Thank it you. is. Thank you so Thank much you, for brother. not saying it's backwards. Because right. you know you got it, right? Yes. Um, we are going to start advertising different people's things that we, we're going to start promoting and advertising different people's uh, businesses. So if you have anything that you want us to advertise, I am open to wearing your items. I will not wear anything with weed trees on it or anything like that. I won't wear anything with skulls or anything like that, anything like that. But I am open to wearing your items um, because I just I, I believe that uh, Emotionally Empowered will, uh, will eventually 
be uh, nationwide. We will be uh, nationwide. be listening to us. Speak it into existence. I, I believe that. So, you know, it's about who you're connected to. And also, I, I want to be connected to people that is that are doing great things out here. So today, I am wearing my sister-in-law's jewelry. She has a... Um, jewelry line. She's a part of Paparazzi Jewelry, and her business is called Elegant Drip. So I am wearing her. Um, we got it, Vanita. It's still backwards, but we got you. Thank you. So I am wearing <laughs> Elegant Drip uh, necklace tonight, and this little bracelet, this little bling. So I am wearing that, and I am going to start promoting this weekly. Uh, next week, I'll be wearing my niece, Chase. She has a lip gloss line called Chase Smackers. I will be wearing her things next week. So, you know, I think we're going to do some great things. And, it's, again, if anybody wants us to promote their items, promote their business, we are up for that. Absolutely. Okay. And for those of you who are not familiar with paparazzi, um, the jewelry is $5. Every single piece of jewelry is $5. Every single thing is not. No? <laughs> Did I lie? Every single thing is not. Majority of their things are $5, but they do have some pieces that are $25. Really? Absolutely. I did not know that. To $25. But the $25 pieces, honestly, are uh, a bit more elegant, you mm. know, a bit more uh, valuable, if you, you know, want to use that word. So I, I do think. You know, you guys should definitely check her out. She is not online. Um, I don't know. She works during this time. So I will make sure that I put her website in the comments. And if anybody else is selling any paparazzi, you know, I'm, I, I think it's money out there for everybody. So I won't just promote my sister. I'll promote anybody. So you guys make sure that you give me a, a call, text, inbox me, and say, hey, I just want you to wear um, – the big chunky pieces, absolutely. Are twenty five. I yeah. did not. Ha I did not know that. So, um, so if you want me to advertise your stuff, I will wear it. Okay, I'm up for supporting everybody. So just make sure that you get 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 with me on that. I'll even I I I rock your hair too. Just make sure you <laughs> give me a good deal on it, and I'll do that too. Okay. So, uh, all right. Okay. So we have a lot of topics to go through. We are gonna. I'm gonna disclaimer. Okay. We are only going to talk about each topic for seven to ten minutes, and that's a long time. We are not talking about topics for 20 or 30 minutes. We're just not going to do it. It's too I'm long. scared. Do you know my heart just kind of skipped? Listen, guys, we have some, first of all, and here's another disclaimer. We're not, not going to do that. We're not talking about them for 20 or 30 minutes. Not only are we not talking about these topics for 20 or 30 minutes, we are talking about it because you guys absolutely wanted us to talk about it. So do we have some things that are a little bit, mm, that you <laughs> that you would not normally hear us talk about here on Emotionally Empowered Radio. I think yes, we do, but we're still going to talk about it because it is what it is. So. And we did promise that it, it, there was no limit. Absolutely so, no filter. We are going to talk about whatever. And again, you guys do still have time to send us your topics, and we will have we can talk about the topics anonymously. So we will never bring your name up. Um, just inbox it to us or send me a text and add me a text, however you want to do it. So what do you want to start with? Because I got a few. Why don't we start with the email? Which, okay, okay, all right. So because um, my list is super long. Here's a good one. I have one that says, how easy 
is it for single moms to hand over the reins? Ain't that something? Hmm. <laughs> okay. To hand over the reins to the new man. Does pride um, have a place in marriage? Say it again. Say the first part of the question first. How easy is, is it? Two questions. It's kind of like a two-part question. Okay. How easy is it for single moms to hand over the reins to the new man? That's a window. Okay. Um, I think that it was um for me. Please get your you keep talking. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Um <laughs> for me, I don't it wasn't that hard. Um I'm one of those people hand over the reins, uh, Joey, to your husband. So as far as when we talk about the reins, I think they're talking about just everything. Like, for example, my husband, um, you know, once we were married, you know, it was what it was. He was the disciplinarian. I was a single parent. Um, he was doing everything. I don't – it wasn't that hard for me. It wasn't that hard for me. I think I was so eager. Who is it? No, ma'am. <laughs> I wish y'all could see. No, ma'am. This. No, ma'am. We're not open. It's not open. No, ma'am. Oh. Last week's episode, Vanita, we did definitely talk about that. My brother is like, LOL. He can hear. I know they can hear that lady. It was a situation. She wanted to come in. You know. No. Sorry, ma'am. You cannot come in. Um, no, ma'am. Um, so it wasn't that hard for me. And I know, you know, we've talked about this before. We talked about this a couple of times about being a single parent and then having to kind of relinquish everything to um, your husband and allowing him to be the man of the house. How was that for you? Sorry, guys. Let me get my thoughts together real quick. <laughs> Ebony, you finished talking? It was Did real. You, somebody just knocked on this door. Talking about, can you get my chair? Banged on the window. Okay, so we do the show at my job, right? <laughs> and somebody just banged on this window, okay? <laughs> D don't play those type of games. But I, I'm not First of all, let me... She, she asked us to open the door so she can get her check, but I'm not going to do that. I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to do that. So, no. Didn't happen. Um, I wish I could see how gangster my sister is, though. Cause it, listen, I felt totally safe. I just want y'all to know. I just can't. I felt I, I was okay. I can't. I can't do that one. She I, was. I was ready. Just because she was banging guys. Quite like y'all I, heard her. I don't know if you heard it, but she was banging. I'm sure and y'all I couldn't did. see who it was, so that made it even more suspicious for me. No, 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 ma'am. Okay, so the question was how. What was the question? Uh, how easy it for how easy is it for single moms to hand over the reins to the new man, and does pride have a place in marriage? So no, for me it wasn't easy to. It's her money she wanted now. That's not my problem. We're closed after hours. I don't have anything to do with that. Bill closed at five o'clock. 
is who takes care of the financial issues at home? Financial issues? Financial, well, takes care of the finances and those types of issues at home. Um, the person who actually sent this in felt like that the uh, the person who was the stronger person in that area should uh, take care of it. So, in my home, we both take care of the finances together. We both take care of anything financially. We take care of them together. Now, my husband brings in the um, bulk of the money. My husband goes to work. My husband his direct deposit hit, and he trusts me to make sure that the, that everything happens. My direct deposit hit, um, how it's set up is we take the, the portion of whatever needs to be paid from extra out of my money um, or out of what I earn, and it goes to whatever needs to, to, it to go to, and then we definitely just go from there. So we have a... Um, different type of thing going on like we don't have a my money is my money and his money is his money everything yeah. is the house money meaning right. everything goes it, it's taken out we, we take care of business first right and then we play later that type of thing um so i could let him take care of everything and you know sometimes his his money his check his income does take care of everything but then my money goes towards everything else. So it's honestly, it, it works out the same way right. to me. My my mentality of that is it's the same thing. So in my household, you know, we do it 50-50, or I can say it's an equal thing for us. We don't have it to where um, I pay one thing and he pays this and that and nope, we pay everything together, and then whatever is left in the pot, we we go from there. We put it up, we spend it on going out, we do whatever we need to do with our money together. Right. Now, do I think with that question? I do agree. Far as the whoever's the, the strongest, right, deals with everything. Um, far as making the responsibility of it, I do. I 100% agree with that, but. I mean, honestly, in my marriage, we both kind of, um, we discuss things, we do it together. And when I say we discuss things, we discuss what needs to be paid, we discuss what we're going to do with this portion of the money, we just discuss things. And any extra things that we do, we don't necessarily discuss every single thing that we do, we don't. But for the bulk of the money, we definitely are discussing it. Yeah. And you know what? I think for the most part, it's the same kind of the same type of situation in my home. Um, um, it's the same in your home. It's the same. It's pretty much the same. You know, we talk about you know, this is you know, it is what it is this week. This is what needs to be paid. You know, we got this bill. For the most part, I have set up certain dates that certain things have to be paid. So it's kind of like always. A reminder, we have like a bill calendar that lets us know what has to be paid and, you know, what it, when it's coming due and all of that stuff. And we just pay it. You know, it's not about my money or his money or whatever. Like you said, it's our money. I will be honest and say, um, <laughs> my daughter, Lord have mercy. Nope, I want my egg roll. Tamisha just asked me from home because she had my egg roll. So my Chinese food that is waiting on me when I get there. No, I want my Chinese food. Sorry, I put you on blast, boo. 
Um, I had to do it. No, don't be texting me about my egg roll. Um, and so, yeah, I always found it to be really weird, though. Like, I know a, a couple of couples who are like, that's my bill. Or, oh, I definitely know some couples that, like, oh, for sure. I have ne- I thought that was the strangest thing. It is very strange to me, but it's only strange to us because that's not how we do it. So, like, we talk But I'm about, not knocking it. It works right, for them. It works for them. I know a couple where she's like, that's I pay my car note, I pay my insurance, he pay everything else. Well, my husband did tell me a few months ago, a few months ago, he said, I'll get you your truck, but you have to, that that your car note has to come out of, out of your, your your income. Did you? I get, was totally fine with that. Like, can, can, you, can you go get my truck then? Like, can I get my Yukon then? That's all I want. Right. Go get it, and then. I'll make sure that this my stuff is paid, and you know, and then even with that, even with him saying that, again, it'll still be coming out of our income. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Because <laughs> whatever. if I fall short, guess what? Oh, husband, <laughs> that's what it, you know. It'll be the same. So yeah. So I just I think it's it's weird. I've never operated like that. I've always allowed uh, my husband. We don't. It doesn't matter who. I don't believe so. It doesn't matter who does what or who makes what or what is what. It just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's our money. Um, We have a a household that has to function, and it is what it is. I know a couple that says, like, if he runs out of cigarettes or something like that, she not buying enough. She be like, you spent all your money? (laughs) Now that'd piss me off. Listen, I don't smoke anymore, but I used to smoke, and I'd be dead. Listen, she'd be like, "You spent all your money. <laughs> if he doesn't have any gas, he has to borrow the gas money from her." What? I'm serious. I know a couple hey, like that. I used to smoke. Mr. Hardy was gonna go get me them Newports. You heard me, or it was gonna be hell to tell the captain. Yep. So I definitely know so. that there are couples out there that are just different, but they operate like that, and it works for them. Like I mm-hmm. said, it definitely works for them. So. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I can understand that, though. It's your habit, you know, but he knew. It was like, whatever. I'm not about to. What What you say? What's up? That's what's up, Vanita. What, what, what are we talking about? Because we want everybody to participate. You guys participated so well last week. I mean, we had so many comments. You guys, we got like 2,000 views last week. That's what's up. Awesome sauce. Totally, totally. You got any more questions before I start asking? I have several. Oh, good. So, um, well, actually, I have one more. This is the last one, and this one is kind of like a deep question. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of challenged my thought process a little bit about what it is that I would do. So, this question is how to handle adult children and uh, alcoholism. What does a parent do when you see it is destroying the unit and the member is ill and clearly in trouble? Let's start with the first part of the question. Okay. Yeah, my, I can't keep up with that. She asked like 50 questions in one. Okay, so go ahead. Ask the first part. What do you do about adult? How do you handle adult children and alcoholism? Mm-hmm. And as a parent, what do you do when you see that it's destroying your children? And mm. the unit is, you know, everything is clearly falling apart and they're clearly in trouble. 
due to this alcoholism. Well, let me let me add to that because the second part kind of goes along with it. It's destroying them, and it's clearly affecting their ability to live a productive life. Read that comment. So we're gonna read a comment first before we move on because I don't have my thing keep going out. <laughs> Talking about that's what's up. She said she was replying to your husband that you stay ready. Um, so Angela said, I know a couple where the husband paid all the bills. She paid her car note and her bills um, she made, which was her credit cards. I know a couple like that's that, fair. too. That's fair, though. I know a couple like that, too. If that's how they want to operate, I know um, I know a couple exactly like that. She pays her car note, her car insurance. He pays literally everything else. I love that. That's a great that's a great setup though. Literally. And she don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> that's an awesome setup. So I love that. Um so let's go to that question. Do we have any more comments before we move on? No, we don't. Okay. I think um as far as this comment about the alcoholism, I think that being addicted to anything is um trying. It's hard Mm -hmm. to be addicted to anything. I will say that. Um, I think that the parent should exhibit a little bit of patience, but obviously there's an issue because now this person is unable to live a productive life. Um, And I don't know, again, if there's children involved, if this person has kids or whatever the issue is, but I think that when you see that it's affecting one's ability to live their life, Mm -hmm. I really think that it's time for somebody to step in and do something because um, addiction has the ability to totally um, get rid of logic. Ooh, it definitely does. Totally get rid of logic. That person is no longer operating in logic when they are not able to uh, effectively run their house, take care of their children, and do whatever it is that they need to do. And that's absolutely sad. And sometimes as a parent, we have to make those hard decisions, and I think that if it was my child who was dealing with something like that, I'm shutting it all down. I'm going in. I'm taking the kids. I'm doing whatever I need to do until you get yourself together. And unfortunately, we have some people who deal with stuff like that who go in as a parent, take all the kids, do whatever, and the other person still don't get themselves together. It's full-blown intervention time. I'm trying to have you committed mm-hmm. <laughs> because as a parent, that's just what how I feel like my dedication to my kid would be. Mm-hmm. I want you to be okay. I want you to be well. And that's, that's something that's really, really hard to deal with. I agree. It is. Um, so, honestly, I agree with your comment. Like, I don't even have anything else to say because I think you hit it all. Um, I do think it definitely depends on, um, to me, on how far your addiction has, has, has gotten. Um, because I do think sometimes as parents, we kind of jumped the gun. So when it, when it says alcoholism, addiction, um, how far is the addiction, or is it a, or is it really an addiction, or is it something that you just think that they do too much of? You know. So I do think it's a little bit 
um, some some definitely some parts to play in that saying, okay, are you addicted to where you drink all day, you know, and you are having uh, problems operating a day-to-day life right. with your child or children, right. or are you drinking on weekends or throughout the week and sometimes you have a rough hangover night or something like that because I don't necessarily classify that as an addiction. I can, I classify that as they party a lot and they may have um, some characteristics that, that shows them maybe not being as responsible as you would want them to be as a, a, a grandmother or a grandfather right. looking in to their to their every like right. everyday life, but I don't necessarily think that it it's it's ground for taking the child or uh, committing a, that that adult child or taking everything from that child. I'm not saying that every situation is the same. I'm just saying that I think we got to look at all of those things that come with that because it may not necessarily be um, where you got to just kind of jump in and say, okay, I'm taking this child. Now, if it's a drug addiction or it's an alcohol addiction that has, that is causing the day-to-day life to be uh, disrupted or, you know, you're destroying the day-to-day life with you and your child, right. you can't work. You can't operate on a day-to-day basis without drinking and, and causing different things different uh, disruptions in your you and your child's life, accidents happening, you leaving the child alone, um, you just being you, totally you not, neglectful. You're trifling, you're not yeah. making sure that your child is, is clean, you're not making sure your child is going to school. By all means, take the child. You know, I, I do, I, I, I think that then, you know, you insert yourself. Right. But I don't think every situation, I think as parents, we definitely sometimes jump the gun. I found out some information about my oldest son. You know, my son is 19 years old. He is 19 years old, and I found out something, and I just was, like, devastated. Like, oh, my God. And, you know, everybody was like, it's not that big of a deal. He's 19. You know, they try stuff. They 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 do different, they do certain things. You know, they're think about when you were 19. And I had to step back and say, oh, okay. And my right. husband said, well, babe, I'm not surprised. And I'm like, what you mean? So I kind of got like I jumped up here when it was a situation and it was like okay, once you thought about it these that he's a he's he's a teenager he's growing up and certain things they're gonna just get themselves into you know it's just how we respond to it as parents you know I kind of think that sometimes we just do we do jump the gun a little bit and that's not saying that I'm giving I'm condoning anything Absolutely. whatsoever I mean I totally agree as a parent you already know that's that's exactly what we do. So Vanita said um, they don't get it together because you come in and took all of the responsibility off of them, and so now they are free to really overindulge. Again, that is typically what happens. They're like, oh, shit, I'm free. I don't got no kid to take care. I'm going to just do what I really want to do. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that's what happens. I know a lot of people who um, are grandparents who have their grandchildren mm-hmm. because they went in and was like, it's, it's a wrap, and the, their children still haven't got it together. And so your husband says sometimes we have to let our kids hit bottom before they will listen. I agree with that, and sometimes we do, and I, you know, slowly but slowly learning that. And I'm not saying that my son or or any, you know, my son is hitting rock bottom. Right. But I'm saying that 
Keith, my husband is absolutely right. We've had our fair share already of different things and different trials that, you know, a teenager has taken us through. And my husband is always like, baby, you got to let him go through that. And I'm just like, huh? Mama, the mama bear me is like, well, let me save him before he hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. But it's not always that the case where you can save him. And in this situation, we don't know how serious it has gotten to where the parent is like, hey, I feel like it's time to intervene. I feel like it's time to uh, get my child in some type of uh, assistance, some type of type of help. We don't know how bad it has gotten. So I, I guess with this situation, we honestly can't. Yeah, go deep into mm-hmm. what it could be or you know how it is. But I will say that the end of the uh, the the topic said it is mm. affecting the member's ability to live a productive life. Please pray for healing and restoration. So I will definitely be praying for healing um, and restoration, and it has affected their ability to live um, a productive life. Wow. Well, we definitely just like she said, we definitely will be praying because. I hate that it it's it's gotten that bad. Absolutely. So. Um so that is it. Oh no, no no no. No no no. We have one more. I'm gonna let you <laughs> Those are the only ones I wrote down. The other one was too long. So I'm gonna let you go to the um email because you have it right there. You have it on your phone, right? I do not. No? If not, I can find Oh, no. That, the, the long email? Mm-hmm. I do have no, it. We, okay. Um, I'm a, I want to read it just how I, it needs to be read. I do have it. Okay. So we have an email. Now, honestly, we have a few of these. That this is why I gave the disclaimer of we're not going to talk about these topics for a long time because I'm not talking about this for a long time. You can forget it. <laughs> Um, so do you want me to read it like it said? Huh? Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay. But don't read it all prim and proper. This is not one of the things that's you meant to be me read. You want me to read it like this? You have to read it exactly like how it is. Okay, guys. <clears throat> Here we go. Here we go. <sighs> well, she don't want to be anonymous. At all, but I'm yeah. gonna make her anonymous. Please. Okay. Why are side chicks the the end thing? I'm not reading it like this. I'm not. I'm gonna skip over some parts. <laughs> what? Let me read it. <laughs> no. Don't skip anything. Okay. Why are side chicks the end thing? <laughs> Look at Wendy Williams, Steve Harvey, and others. Men not only leaving their wives for. I'm not reading it. <laughs> I just can't. It's just too much for me. <laughs> and yes, I've talked like this before. I've said, <laughs> I know that's Vanita pressing the laughing. I know it is. I've said cuss words plenty, plenty in my day, okay? Just recently, matter of fact. But I'm not saying all of that. Why are side chicks the end thing? Look at Wendy Williams, Steve Harvey, and others. Men not only leaving their wives for hoes, but their kids too. Men saying bump marriages, but also walking away from taking care of their own kids. The new chick doesn't care because he's now taking care of her child. These new hoes don't care that he left his kids, lives, lives. It only matters that he's in her kid's life. I'm not bitter. I'm mad as hell. 
exclamation point, insert the head roll, because I just felt like it was a little bit of neck rolling right there. That's what she did, I promise. Then when you serve him divorce papers, Becky lies and says he doesn't live there. Now, if I go and kick down the door to prove he's in there, then I'm wrong and I'm going to jail. Becky is the big winner in all of this. Go, white girl, go, white girl, go. That's it. So, <clears throat> I'm just waiting to see the comments. So, I'll start with, okay. She said that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> I can't see any live comments, guys. I just hate. Ariel said it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, That was bad, Ari. I think it's bad because I don't like to do, like, the whole... Um, black and white thing. So here we go. I wouldn't call nobody white, Becky. <laughs> I just think that's just ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's totally ridiculous. So why do you read that part? I have to read it because, but I just would never be like Becky. You know, that's crazy. Um, so I was gonna say, please read it all. <laughs> that way we know it's their word. Okay, so. I'll say this. <clears throat> Side chicks are the end thing because women that are side chicks have been just completely lowered. They have lowered their standards to say that they'll accept anything at this point. Um, out, of de- out of desperation, they'll accept anything. I can assure you, I know people say the whole thing, is, is, the, is the D that good? I, I can assure you that it's not, okay? <laughs> Coming from a woman, I can assure you that it's oh. not the penis. I can assure you this. And I can assure you this because any woman can tell you, husband, I love you. Any woman can tell you that, no, I had, I've had, i had some real good stuff. Nope, I've had some, nope, I've had this, I've had that. Any woman can tell you, I don't care what no woman that's a side chick or a, no woman say, it ain't the D that's keeping her around. It's not. It's just not. It's pure standards being low, lowered. Self-esteem is not there. Your self-esteem has dropped so low out of desperation of wanting to be with someone or not wanting to be alone. And then there's some cases where women, because I know of a person, that this woman doesn't want the responsibility, I should say, or the upkeep of having a relationship. So she's she's perfectly fine with being a side chick because she doesn't have to do any work. Okay? I know somebody like that. Like we've had a, a, a full conversation before. So I think um, <laughs> that's why oh. they are the, the thing now. Oh, and also God. they're the thing now because men don't have to live up to their full capacity as a man to please a side chick. A man does not have to be who he's honestly supposed to be, the king that he's supposed to be, that man that he's supposed to be. He doesn't have to be that. He doesn't have to live up to that potential for a side chick. She doesn't expect all of the things that his woman would expect out of him. He, she doesn't. She, she doesn't. It's not necessary for him to do certain things. It ain't necessary for him to undress her in the bedroom. It's not unnecessary. It's not, I mean, it's not necessary. 
she be already undressed and ready for him by the time he walk in the door. It's not necessary for him to take her on dates. She doesn't care about that. It, she doesn't care. So certain certain situations, you know, it's just it's it, it's unfortunate that side chicks are the new thing, and I don't think it's the new thing. I just think now side chicks have. They are making a place for themselves. Man, these bras, listen. I don't think that it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. You got to think back to oh, Marilyn Monroe. God. You got to think back to these days where these women, it's women out here that have been side chicks. But, so it's not a new thing. It's just something that's more um, talked about now. We have, uh, what is it, reality TV? We got and these bras is like side 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 yes, chicks. absolutely so, uh, on TV side social chicks. media social media has made side chicks oh they listen all I know is wives <clears throat> girlfriends <clears throat> hold it down because these side chicks ain't playing out here they coming for the men out here it's what is it's what's happening and it's unfortunate as far as her saying the. New chick don't care about the child and uh, about the fact that he's not taking care of the child. Watch, honestly, watch. I mean, let's just ask a real question. Why does she care? She don't give a damn. No, but why should she? She. That's she, exactly you know what I'm why saying? she don't. Why should she? Pull and me. I'm not saying that it's. I'm, listen, if you know me, you know that I don't condone no side ish nothing. So. <laughs> Why? But why? Why do you expect her to care? What? What? Why do you have an expectation on what she feels or cares about? She's not gonna care about your children being taken care of. She cares about what's going on in her home, what he's doing for her household. Ooh, these comments, Lord have mercy. Okay, okay. So we do have this is um like a double topic. The other one now that was the most extensive one. No, what's the topic? Um, the, the other one was side hoes one spot, but you have no clue. Now, let me go back and read some what of these comments. Now? What happened now? Because that's a side chick? No. Oh, okay. Cause I was... This was this is a wife. She said side hoes want to be in the spotlight, but they have no clue what we deal with. Because I was about to say she can't be out. <laughs> so, let... oh, no, you were serious. Um, so Angela said, I think social media brings a lot of things to the forefront. Side chick mentality isn't new. Um I don't think, is it that bad? Just went to low battery. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. Siobhan said, they proud to say they decide. Okay. okay. Real side chicks of Charlotte. That is, is that a show? Lord, have mercy. I hope it's not. Um, Penny said, I know a man that has his side chick living in a condo and his woman living in the hood. That's a that's a Listen, mess. Listen, that's a no-no. First of all, that's you, a mess. Man, that is a no-no. Like, what in the entire hell? That's a mess um, right there. Somebody got to die. I'm, it, and you I know, mean that. With every breath in my body, I mean, he got to die first and she going to die next because she a side chick. Ooh. She know. Somebody just got to die. And I'm not, I'm, I'm real serious that's about that. That's a mess right there. Somebody got to die. I'm trying to see the comments and stuff. I can't even see the rest of the comments. Um... So uh, Valencia said, send them, them papers to an address where he don't live. The divorce goes uncontested. I know that's right, V. But what about the ones getting more than the person in the committed relationship? So how is that getting the short end? I think a lot of times you do have these men who are so 
uh, far gone over these side chicks that what they do is um, it's new to them. You know what I'm saying? It's something new. You've been in this relationship with your wife. You done got upset with her. She's mad at you. You mad at her. You know, it's a new thing that the side chick brings to the table. She's ready and willing. You don't got to do too much. You know, and then you do have some of these men who have absolutely no loyalty, and then, you know, they lose their damn mind. I totally agree with that. Your husband said the side chick has no loyalty to his family. She doesn't need to care. She doesn't want to date. Absolutely. Uh, she she doesn't. doesn't want the relationship problems. All they want is the attention and the D. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not even about the D. They just want the attention. Yep. And it's, it's unfortunate that it's un, it's unfortunate that it's even to the point where, you know, it is um, – It's just an unfortunate situation. I can't even, I'm really, 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 to know me, you know that I'm, I was just on the phone with my sister right before the show, and I said, we're not talking about side chicks alone, because she said, we know, <laughs> we know. I am really passionate when it comes to this this uh, topic, because I just, I'm disgusted with the whole thing. You know, I am completely disgusted. And I remember my husband asking me one day, he said, have you ever been, he said, "Have you ever been the other woman?" If that I have, a good question. If I have been the other woman, I've been the other woman, and it wasn't it wasn't by my I didn't know. I was the other woman, and I didn't know. So he did ask me that because I was so upset about a situation one day, and he was like, "Calm down." And I'm like, I was when I say pissed, I was livid. So this comment goes along with what it is that you're talking about, and then I do have a whole. Um, a situation about this. So Rashonda said, are we only speaking about the side chicks that know they are side chicks oh, or the ones that don't know that they're side chicks? So now we're going to speak about the ones that know. I was a big unknowing mm-hmm. before. Um, it, so not that there's any reason to don't ever, ever, ever being the side chick. But I will tell you guys a little bit about my situation. Um, and I talk about it in great book, you know, shameless book, to cry. However, um, when I was a side chick, I was with a guy for a number of years. He told me he never wanted to get married. I felt like we were dating, we were doing whatever we were doing, and it had been some years. Come to find out, this man was married. So after years, of being with him, figuring out that he was married. I was young. I was emotionally unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a little crazy, him. And I felt like after all of that time, I didn't really give a damn. Y'all going to fry me on this last. I know y'all going to fry me. However. Wait, say what now? I did not care. After it had been so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was young. I will admit it. I was young. I was emotionally unstable, and I was like, "Chuh, chuh." Okay, I remember this part in your book. You okay. mind? What are you I talking about? Okay. What do you mean you're married? I don't give a damn. You know, at the end of the day, so it was a situation that I had unknowingly got myself into. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I did realize that it was the wrong type of situation, and I got out of it. 
But at that, that point, when I found out that he was married after being in a relationship with him for a number of years, I'm talking about five plus ladies, I didn't care. So then this comment probably go with what what you're saying probably goes with what Shanita just said. She said some women create their own personal challenge within, within believing that they can um, take the man and are willing to wait it out. That was exactly what it was. However, I felt like he was mine already. Mm-hmm. I didn't know initially that I had to take him from anybody. I understand. So let's be clear on that. Not that I'm condoning it or not that I'm making an excuse for my behavior and what it was. Um, you know, but it is what it is. And that's the honest to God truth about what happened. Okay. Okay. Don't look at me like that. I said, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. It was a situation that, uh, I, I entered into unknowingly initially. So. And that, and that, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about women that enter it unknowingly. Um, yeah, nope, not at all. Okay. Jerry, here we go. I knew it. I knew y'all was coming. Were there signs uh, that you realize now would have made you see? Absolutely were there signs. I was so, absolutely so dumb. Um, we will. We have to. So, th- yes, there were signs. I know. <laughs> baby. And that's what I, I, I specifically said. I knew we couldn't go far with, with this. These, that's why I'm going to be silent now. Chicks. trying to convince me it was just me 
but my own inner hope to win him. I say for years, the spirit of rejection is real. Hmm. So I agree. That's a great, great, great comment. I'm not elaborating. She was going to ask if there was an age difference. Absolutely. All right. We done. We done. We done. I want to say we done, y'all. I'm I'm not saying we done. I just, are we done? I'm watching. She said we done. I'm asking a question. Are we done with the topic? We're done. Okay, cool. Hey, Stu. So we have a a long list of topics. How long are we on? Um, Do we have? Uh, We have uh, an hour and two minutes left. So So I'm going to read one question, uh, one topic that, because I don't want this person, she got to go to sleep. Um, She do. She basically told me at the beginning. Don't be waiting all day to read my stuff. Um, couples therapy. How do we feel about couples therapy? Couples therapy, pre-marriage and even after. Is it beneficial or not? So, I think couples therapy is beneficial if you know that there's a future for you and that. That it's okay. So we'll speak. So be pre. Um, if you think that that's a beneficial relate uh, a relationship that is going to be uh, have a future, then absolutely, I think it's beneficial. Um, Are we talking about, so is that a two-part thing, premarital or not? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a couple therapy, premarital, and even after. Okay. So, but I believe, because I know this person's relationship status, I believe this person is asking um, even boyfriend-girlfriend type thing, if you're in a relationship. And I would say it's beneficial for a boyfriend and girlfriend if you see a future. Um, I honestly think you know that if there's going to be a future in your relationship or not. Uh, I think you know that kind of within your relationship, maybe not early on for everybody, but I do think that you see uh, different signs if there's a, such an such an advocate for all therapy. Me too, Vanita. I definitely yeah, am an advocate for all therapy. Um, so I do think that it'll be beneficial for a couple if their boyfriend or girlfriend who, who sees a future for themselves um, and even if it never works out, you know, at least you guys tried with the couple's therapy. Premarital, if you're engaged, absolutely, therapy is necessary. Like, don't, you need to have some premarital counseling before you're married. It is so necessary. If you have the right counselor, uh, they give you different tips and different um, techniques to use. During your marriage, before marriage, they give you different techniques. And I honestly think that it's a, it's a necessary thing. Um, me and my husband did have premarital counseling. I think it's required now, isn't it? Is it required? So it's required from some ministers because everybody don't go through a minister to get married. Get married. So it's required through some ministers. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely therapy, couples, uh, premarital and even after, me and my husband go to counseling now. Even, you know, me and my husband, it's necessary. You know, it's definitely necessary. Even when James and I were considering divorcing, we wasn't. We was, we went to counseling, and we felt that it didn't help, but it was who we went to. Right. Because once we went to somebody different, things changed. Things were different. And it's definitely who you go to, I definitely think who you choose as a therapist, if you uh, are a believer, I definitely think praying on that 
praying on who you go to or making sure you go to someone that is going to benefit you uh, and in a, in a spiritual way or even benefit you with uh, techniques that are going to better equip your marriage, I think it's a 100% a yes for me. I kind of agree and I kind of disagree. I think that if I'm in a relationship with someone, but, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the same as what you said. Even if I did see, because, I mean, you can be with a person, you can see yourself being with that person, you can see a future with the two of you, and then you start to see some stuff that you didn't see initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, if it's just some some of the things that I'm just totally not willing to deal with or some stuff that totally bothers me, I just probably wouldn't even consider it me being me today. I'm just not even going to be bothered with getting no counseling or anything like that. But that's just me. Um, as, am I an advocate for therapy? 100%. Um, I do believe that if you are having some issues within yourself, you need to see somebody. I am a strong advocate for going and, um, you know, talking to somebody and at least doing that. Um Agree, Rashonda. Definitely agree. Make sure that the therapist is not one-sided. You cannot have a biased therapist. Like, it's just not going to work. And I definitely think that when me and James first considered divorcing, I I, I think our uh, counselor, I think our therapist was uh, biased. I think he was, uh, I, I just do, you know. And I, and I think my husband felt the same way. And we agreed from that moment, like, we're not going back. Mm, to him, period. If we go back, we're not going back to him. Right. I, I think counseling is a great thing, though. Yeah. You just have, both have to agree to, to go. Agreed. Because me and my husband was going through some stuff, and he just didn't want to go. He so was have you guys ever been? We've never been. Okay. We had premarital counseling, mm-hmm. um, and that was it. But as far as, like, counseling after marriage, so. So I'm I, – I think my husband didn't want to go at first either, and um, eventually my husband did say, "Let you know that he agreed to go." And now we go, and we go often now. And it honestly, to me, if you have to ask my side of the story, my side, I definitely think it helps. Like I, I see some change and some different things. You know, if my husband gets on here, this husband, do you think that counseling helps us? So I'll read. So that's that one. Okay. Yeah, Brother Hardy was like, absolutely not. I'm not going. She said she, Valencia said she did individual therapy. I think that's good, too, you know, to work on you. I think individual therapy is, is very good. Now, he was willing to do that. Okay. To work on to work on him and you work on you. I, because his whole thing was, I can't fix you mm-hmm. and you can't fix me. That's a men, man thing. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I can't fix you, you can't fix me. And, um, yeah, that's what we'll do. I got a topic from somebody, and I can't remember if they texted to me, but it was a good one. I can't remember if she texted or if she put it on our thing, on our feed. I can't remember. Anyways, I'll move on. Um, this is a good one. And we're going to need some people to chime in on this one because this one is a good one. Um, how do you flirt without being called thirsty? I think that's a good one. <laughs> okay. So I think there is definitely a fine line um, on 
the thirst part of you flirting. Mm. I, I think flirting should be a little bit more subtle. Absolutely. Um, I think it becomes a thirst thing if you are trying too hard to me. And everybody has their own definition of how you, be, you, you know, you can be thirstier and everything like that. Because I think that too much, and too much flirting, I think it's just, it's too much. It's just, it's not necessarily necessary. So, um, he said it helps. My husband said it helps. I definitely didn't want to because I felt like there's nothing the therapist will tell me that I already didn't know, but I went after a while and it helped. I totally agree. And so Angela said, are you single while flirting? That's what I want to know. I'm thinking this is a single person question. It is a single person's question question because we're not going to get anybody in trouble that's married. We're not going to do that today. We're not going to put nobody out there that's married, so don't even comment. If you, you know, if you're married, comment as if you were single um, or comment for, for, you know, for a single person. You do not, Angie, no ma'am. We're not gonna not gonna get nobody in trouble that's married. So I can't mm, somebody Ariel else said what's considered thirsty. So I think that's what she was asking. Um when the when this was sent to me, what's considered thirsty? Uh I guess oh I think thirsty is when you just blatantly, openly, you don't really give a damn. I consider thirsty a lot of social media stuff. Oh, I do too. I think that's thirsty. I don't when like you, you doing all that. Double tapping, double liking, you sliding all in DMs, you commenting on every photo. I think that's that's thirsty. I agree, Angie. Excessive flirting is too much. It's just that's what makes you thirsty. So even what Ebony is saying, you know, all the social media stuff, because I've seen people's posts. If I wanted to talk to you, I definitely would have talked to you already by now. I've seen people post stuff on a regular like um, thirst traps? Very much so. I don't think it's necessary. It's cool to post pictures of yourself. Hmm. I don't think it's anything Some of these men be thirst trapping too. Absolutely. I think the whole thing just a too much. And after a while, it just becomes weird. Agree, Tamisha. It do. It just becomes really, really weird. And even with being married, I've had men, you know, come all in my inbox or Say just little stuff that just to me is weird. It's it's weird and it's real thirsty. One, you know I'm married. Okay. Right. I, I I definitely uh post everything about my husband. I post date night, I do all that kind of stuff. So you know I'm married. So coming into my inbox and doing all that flirty, flirty stuff, it's weird to me. It's not cute. It's just really weird. You know, it's different if you come to me and we're we're talking about not here to get anyone in trouble. We're talking about stuff that's outside of flirting, and then even that. I I, I know y'all game. I I didn't been there before. When you come in and it just be real, real simple stuff that you come into somebody's inbox with. That stuff you want it to turn into flirting. I don't care what you're talking about. When you drop into somebody's inbox, somebody did that to me recently. I kid you not. I just had this conversation with my sister. Somebody came into my messages, and it was just so simple. And because I knew, me and my husband, as a matter of fact, your phone about to die. You need to plug it up. It's on 10%. Me and my husband had just had an argument, 
And it just seemed like every time I told my sister, like every time me and him have some type of argument, falling out of anything, I said, the enemy coming, he coming hard. Because somebody came into my inbox and said something so simple, but it was like it was too it was too little, too simple. Okay, no, I don't, I know that trick, and I'm not doing that. What? The cord not long? I'm going to put it up here, too. All right. I think I'm going to just move it up. So it becomes too much when flirting starts to get disrespectful. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. I agree with that. Totally. So, um, oh, I have another one. Okay, wait. I'm a, Before I read this one, I do have one that was a, honestly a good one. What classifies a best friend, okay, what classifies a best friend, and just because someone calls you their best friend doesn't mean that you're their best friend. So let's talk about that because that is a good one. And then we have one that goes with that. Um, so it's going to be three. We're going to have three questions with that. So the first part of that question is what classifies a best friend? So what do you guys think classifies a best friend? Is it driving? Mm-hmm. I think so. I have um had a friends in my life, and when I was younger, hold on, guys. So when I was younger, my expectations of or my standards of what my best friend, um, what a best friend was, they were a little different. Uh, when I was younger, it was based on, I think based on, you know, I don't have any friends. I'm your friend, babe. So, you know, <laughs> cool. Um, I have two best friends that are now my sisters. So when I was younger, my my classification of the best friend was different. Now that I'm older, my classification of a best friend is I think my uh, I have to have a trouble with you that I have to be able to trust you this is hard. It is hard for the person that gave me this question. It is honestly hard because I have to um, be able to trust you. My best friend has to be able to speak into my life. Um, my best friend has to be able to correct me when I'm wrong. Um support me in any endeavors that I choose to go through, go to, or, you know, any anything. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm laughing at Vanita's comment. Let me see. What else? My best friend, I don't have to necessarily talk to my best friend all the time. I do talk to my best friend all the time, but I don't necessarily have to. Um, I do think that you grow out of friendships sometimes if the friend does not meet, they stop meeting the um, 
it starts being one-sided. I or, I, yeah, they don't meet the um, emotional need. Yeah, I, I definitely think because I have grew out of, you know, some friendships. And, again, it doesn't even have to be an emotional need. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be that mean person. I don't want to be – it doesn't even have to be an emotional need. If I feel like our lives are on two totally different Path. Oh, Ariel got some short comments. Then I just think maybe, yeah. So Ariel, I agree. Um, loyalty, loyalty is a must, you know, in 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 my friendship or a best friend. That is definitely on my application of a best friend. Loyalty, time of need, listening ear, dependable. Don't have to talk every day, knowing each other weakness and still navigating in relationships, knowing y'all will argue but get over it. Um, and and that, someone who's not going to lie to you. Yeah, I, I can't. You can't lie to me. And Ooh. I definitely also need my best friend to pray for me. Like, if you are not praying for me as a best friend, if you're not, or if you're not praying for me, we we just can't. I can't, I can't rock with you on that type of level. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly... All my friends, I feel like we should be praying for each other. Even if you're not my best friend, I feel like all my friends should be um, definitely praying for me as if as I'm praying for them. Absolutely. I definitely think something, uh, the dependable, your your best friend is dependable. I definitely think your best friend has to be dependable, uh, meaning when I need you, you're, you, you don't always have to be there because sometimes you can't be there, Okay. But I think that if it's a constant... But you need to be willing. Even you if you can't be, be you should be willing, that. period. Um, Valencia is, is my best friend, and she is on the line. And let me say this. This chick, I can call her um, at any time, day, night. I'm talking about text. If she sees something that I post, she's going to text me and be like, are you okay? We don't even live in the same state. I have been knowing her since Oh, my God, like, what, middle school, elementary school, something like that? Um, And we just had this bond that we kind of have had for all of these years. And I'm talking about she was in my wedding, and she flew up here, um, you know, to be here in my wedding. And and so that is is a lot of the things that I kind of hold and cherish in a relationship with a best friend. And I don't call everybody – my best friend. So, you know, I, we just have a sisterhood. You know what I mean? She, mm-hmm. She's just, I just call her my sister. And it is what it is. She would tell me off if she need to, and I'm going to take it. And if I have to tell her off, I'm going to tell her off, and it's going to be what it's going to be. And we're never going to be with each other. We can go for a long time without talking, and we just pick right up um, where we left off. And so Tamisha said, do you think the term best friend is childish? And I'm, I agree with what um, Valencia said, that I don't think it's childish at all. It is definitely overused, definitely, because it, because of what a best friend should be. You know, the, the term best friend, friend is already, friend is already, I, I can't, I'm real, real picky of who I call friend. I just, period. I, I, but it's it's been it's been years of years of learning, yeah. You know, of of or of saying this these are the standards because I've had friends that honestly didn't reciprocate 
of friendship. It wasn't, it, it, it was, there was none. Right. And so, I, absolutely, friend is shaky. You gotta, I'm sorry. It's just, a, it's just, I got some high requirements that you gotta meet for, to call, for me to call you friend because I'm a great friend. I am loyal. I'm, I'm just, I'm loyal. Um, trustworthy, definitely dependable, definitely gonna pray for you. So I'm a great friend, okay? I don't, it's not about me tooting my own horn. I'm, a, I'm just a great friend. So I expect to, to have a great friend, in, you know, in return. You have to be able to reciprocate that, that friendship with me. And then the other part of the question is just because someone calls you their best friend doesn't mean that they're yours? No. No. If, if no. I know people want to think that, but Mm-mm. nope, because Mm-mm. your your definition of what best friend is is not could not be what their definition of best friend right. is. And do it have to be addressed? No, because it is people out here that say I'm your friend or I'm your best friend, and you you know you, you can, be looking like mm. and you can just honestly be quiet because maybe you are their best friend, maybe you are their friend to them. And to you, they're just an associate. And that's okay. And I don't think it's necessary necessary to say, mm-mm, you ain't my best friend. I don't think that's necessary mm-mm. because that's what you are to them. So, nope. Do you know, but I, I got to be honest because Tamisha asked about, um, do you think it's childish? You I do? It, I don't think it's childish, but it's so irritating to say. It is overused. Really? And I hate to hear people say, Hey, best friend. And for the most part, I hear young people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, saying, young people don't know. They aren't. Because this is a, honestly, this is a good show. This is a good topic for young people to hear. Because just what you're saying, they do just throw it around. They're they just tossing it. it around and it just irritates me so bad. I think they're learning, though. I have to tell my youngest daughter, to every time she get on the phone, hey, best friend, hey, friend, well, that's girl, my favorite word. if you don't stop talking to them folks like they're your best friend. And I say stuff to my kids, like, while they on the phone. While they on the phone, that is not, that's your, not best your best friend. That's not your best friend. I say that all the time. I know they be like, get out my business. <laughs> but, it, the, you know, it's definitely something that you definitely... Well, Sarah Jakes is my best friend. Mine's too. <laughs> Benita, that's my best friend too. Like that's our best friend. Yeah, that's our homegirl. So yeah. So you know. Uh, so the third part to that that I'm gonna add, it wasn't a part of that question, but it can go with that. How do you end a long-term friendship? How do you end a long-term friendship? This is a good one. I've had a couple few long-term friendships. How do you end, end them? To be honest, I didn't. Um, I think when things like that, either you just allow them to happen, mm-hmm. um, and you mourn the relationship and you move on, or if you find yourself in a relationship that you no longer want to be in long term with the person, I don't think those types of relationships ever really end. Mine did. Was it, did you want it to end? Mm-hmm. I was ready. So, it's not funny because mm. it honestly hurt um, when it happened. Um, the way that my uh, long-term friendship ended, I don't honestly think that it's something that you anticipate happening. Do you think it's something that has to happen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
because some friendships drain you. Oh, ooh, child. Mm. Um, and some friendships, there is no, what I just talked about, there is no reciprocation. And for me, because that's something that I need um, out of a friendship, I require, then that's when I knew my long-term friendship had to end. And it ended, and it ended, and I told the person, like, these are the reasons. Because it was after so many months and months and months of us not talking, that person came to me and was like, hey, what's going on with our friendship? This is that. And I ended up telling the friend, like, this is the reason. These are the things that, these are the reasons. And the friend was like, I didn't even realize that, you know, you felt like, I, that. I, you felt like that. I didn't realize that I did, didn't do those things, but, you know, this is who I am. And I said, and that's perfectly fine, and I'm not mad at you for being that person. You know, you have you you are selfish. I'm not. And it was cool when we were younger. It was cool because you was my homie, you know, and it was like we grew up with this type of friendship, and it was like never addressed in that way. So to me, that was a cool thing. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily something that got on my nerves. A little few things. It was just the thing that you accepted that they did. I did. I accepted it. But after growing up, it was like, just like Tamisha said, I had to let it go, and it was okay with me. It it did that one. That friendship was more okay with me than another friendship that I had to let go was. Another friendship that I had to let go. It really hurt my heart. Like it really, really, really hurt my heart. I had, I didn't. It wasn't voluntary though. Like for me, you know how some of those things, and this was one of the this situation that had to totally end. It had to end. I know that now just by looking back at the situation and the direction in which that person was going and the direction in which I was going. And you were definitely going different directions. Cannot go with you where you are going. And so you have, sometimes you have things that God just have to shut down. And we don't know why. We mourn those relationships and we keep it moving. And that's what happened with me. And I really mourn that relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I, my feelings was hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was over something that was so, it had to be God, the reason, after the reason that this whole situation went down. So I was like, okay, God, I hear you. Um, somebody said just stop talking to them. I kind of had one where I kind of let it go, and that person still be messaging me and be saying stuff. And I just be like, hey, how you doing? Love you, miss you, and, you know, all of that. But I just, we just don't. So my, I even had a circle of friends that um, I end up go, just going on a different path. And... I'll say it like this. Once, um, what about marriage is one of those paths? Oh, yeah. I've had it. I actually, the friend that I said, you know, that the first friend, I realized then, like, hey, I lost two of them. That friend didn't, didn't, that friend didn't support. And I just, I, I, I really, I gotta tread lightly because. Well, you know what? No, I don't because that that person doesn't support me on this show or anything like that. So hey, I'm just gonna keep going, and it is what it is. Um, that person, honestly, when I when I said that I was getting married, 
Uh, that person didn't support that either. That person, the, the message that I got from that person, I kid you not. And this part did hurt my feelings. And this is the part that I was like, okay, I can't F with this person ever again. Um, right before I got married, the year before I got married, we had our daughter. And we had our daughter, and that person dropped off a gift and never didn't come to the baby shower. Okay. I was like, okay, yeah, it is what it is. We was already on shaky ground still, so you know we was trying. We had stopped talking for a long time, and then we had tried to get back to a friendship. And it was still, it was shaky still, but you know it, it is what it is. Then I told the friend that I was getting married, and that friend told me, "Huh, That friend said, <laughs> "That friend said." Wow, you getting married before me? And I just was outdone with that comment. And I decided at that moment, I was like, this is not going to, this is going to be bad. <sighs> so, but I still, but I still, hold on, because of who I am, I said, I'm going to let that comment slide. It pissed me off, but I'm going to let that comment slide. I invited that person to be a part of my wedding. Oh, this sounds absolutely. Like... I invited that person to be a part of my wedding. Ooh, child. That person said to me, that person lived out of town, okay? And that person said to me, um, I'm not going to, I, it's too much money for me to be a part of the wedding because I live, you know, because I'm out of town. All right. Cool. I respected that and I was like, okay, cool. Jealousy is two, is a, is two a weeks, big thing. Two weeks after that comment was made to me, that person moved back to Michigan. Okay, that person moved back to Michigan. My, I told my husband about it. I said, "Yeah, so I'm done because whatever is that going." That person knew on, they was moving back to. Oh Michigan. yeah, that person knew they was moving back to Michigan, and it was cool, you know. And that from that day on, it was just like, okay, now I can. End it. Thank you, Jesus. Now you ended it for us completely. You ended that. You ended that relationship for us, and I don't have to do this no more. It was draining me anyway, and it's, it is what it is. Um, that person is still my Facebook friend. That person still. I don't even know if I have the the a great a good phone number for that person. That phone oh. number has never. That person has never joined our live feed. Has never listened to the show. None of that. And that's fine because we not we don't have that type of relationship no more. Was I heard about it then? Absolutely. Am I heard about it today? And that person's child is my godchild. I told you that B wasn't Oh, I'm not I'm not dealing with you. I'm not dealing with you. I'm not I love him because he cracks me uh, all the way up. I'm telling you, Vita, these people be so. I found out that there was jealousy on the part of one of my family members and one of my friends um, when I was going through getting married and um, doing all of that stuff, both of which I asked to be a part of my wedding, both of which who were not a part of my wedding. Mm-hmm. And I already, my circle was already small. When I tell you it was hard to even find people to be in my I almost didn't have enough folks. Child, these people was dropping like they was flying. That's crazy to me. Like once you commit to something, just be just be a part of it. I just can't I can't stand watching stuff. Like mad. I'm not even upset that you don't want to be a part of it. 
But just say that. Not, you know, just say that, and that's just what it is. So I had one girl in my way, and I didn't even know. Oh, interesting. At least she was committed. Okay. She was my husband's boss. Okay. She just so happened to be dating one of his friends and agreed to do it because I didn't have nobody. Valencia said she ran a few of them off. She did not. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, she did not. As far as friendship, you know, that's how that goes. So I think sometimes. And I honestly think sometimes, because I, I was getting ready to tell you guys, I did have a, a circle of friends that we just went on different paths. Um, once I started, once I committed to my spiritual walk, some of my friendships did have to, um, you know, dwindle a little bit. And it's not that we did, we fell out or anything like that. We were just definitely going on different paths. And it was some things I couldn't do. Um, I just couldn't do anymore. It was some places that I couldn't go anymore. And, of course, when I say I couldn't, it was a choice made. I made the choice to say, no, I'm going to walk this spiritual walk, and I can't do certain things. So I had to cut ties with certain people, and I couldn't for a long time. I couldn't cut cut these ties with certain people. It's hard. It's hard. So I had to pray, and I had to ask the Lord to cut these ties himself because, and, and he didn't cut these ties on bad notes or anything because we still have group message. We still, you know, get together from time to time where we go to starters or we get to go to somebody's house or something like that. But it was one of those things that in, it, it, we got busy. We got too busy for each other. Absolutely. And that's what it was. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a few of them that support me on Emotionally Empowered Radio. Uh, it's a couple. I'll say a couple. And the other ones, you know, we kind of just like, we had a season. I'll say it that way. We had a season of friendship. The other two, um, Tasha, we've been best friends for 20-some years. You know, we, we'll probably you'll never, I asked, I remember I asked God, I said, Lord, out of everybody, God, please, God. Out of that, I know I can't do certain things, God. I know I got to I know I'm going a certain way. I know I'm going a different way. But Lord, out of everybody, Lord, please don't say Tasha from me. I pray that, like I honestly did, because we, I that's I just I pray that. And I had one child like that, but let me tell you something. I know now, looking back on the situation, and I'm talking about since birth. When I say literally since birth. And when I look at it now, and I mean, thank God for Tasha. She's probably a better person than this other person was because she wasn't a good person. I know that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, child, I wouldn't have been, been able to be productive. Like, I just know okay. still being in a relationship with this person, it wouldn't have been no no book. I'm trying to further my career. I'm trying to move away so from some of the – this one had to be let go. Okay. That, I it, it just had to be let go. But did I love her? Like, a fat kid loves cake. <laughs> oh, love her so much, but it just didn't work out. All right, so let's move on. I'm going to do this one and then do this one. If you ladies were single, the question is asked for us. If you ladies were single, would you online date? Mm-hmm. You ain't on me to answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I would. I have. Now, well, you know what? I don't, mm. you know what? Maybe, maybe not. I have. So let me say this. I have in the past, but before I was a different person. Um, I was a different person before when I dated online and I wasn't 
um, as confident, Mm -hmm. maybe. I didn't have the easiest time meeting people. Um, I do think now that I don't have an issue with confidence in meeting people, maybe I would probably prefer uh, in-person dating or, you know, meeting people a different type of way. I don't think that I would be totally against meeting someone online, but I do think that the trust level would have to be different. I'm not trying to get dead. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm not trying to get dead because... Tamisha is too much for me. He talk about I watch too much ID. Nope. Speaking for older me. Yes. I mean, it's kind of crazy now. You know, I'm not <laughs> totally against it. I'm not. I'm not totally against it because I have dated online in, in the past. But I can't even really say I've ever. I did meet somebody. Oh, my God. Do y'all remember? What's the ratchet one? Moco? Moco. You never been on Moco Space? Don't I? No, no, no. I haven't. No, no, no. I haven't. But I remember somebody called me and told me your kid's father is on Moco Space. Moco Space is and they was like he is. They was like he's super thirsty on there, and I bust out laughing. It is the most ratchet. I've done the party lines before, Jerry. Yes, I've done the ones where they be on the phone, um, the group. You know the party lines and stuff. Oh yeah, I know. Um. So I've done Plenty that. Of fish. Oh God, I've met somebody off the party line. Black Planet. I didn't do Black Planet. So I was hot. And I met somebody <sighs> off of Moco. Um, I got oh. somebody just te- somebody just texted me and said they the same thing. These people said they need fingerprints, but this person this this person this fool said I need at least a rib. She got to check the rib at least. This is crazy. So. <laughs> I don't think online dating is an issue. Um, I do think you just have to be careful. You do. Okay. But that's with any, that's if you meet anybody out here. So I don't think it's a difference with you. You know, it's a little different, but I think it's a, it, it's okay to online date. I just think you just definitely have to be careful out here. Um, I Catfish is a real thing. It is a real thing. And I definitely, if you are online dating, I definitely think there are some guidelines you have to follow. Um, that's where friendships and, and family members come in. You need to make sure that you're telling everybody your whereabouts, share your location, make sure that you have. Listen, I used to go on, on blind date, and I used to kick it with the guy, and I, and I would tell them up front, okay, I'm just going to get your license plate, and they would laugh, think it's funny. No, nope, I'm just giving your license plate to my best friend. And, you know, she got to have it. And that's just what it is. I wasn't embarrassed about it. And if you, you felt some be. type of way about it, then we couldn't go nowhere together because you'll kill us. Period. You'll kill us. <laughs> You're trying to kidnap me. If you Period. have a problem with me getting your license plate number and sending it to somebody, you're going to do something to me in this car. Or just start meeting people at public places. You know, I think it's definitely uh, on online dating is it's, um it's perfectly fine. Just make sure that you be careful. If you got a CPL license, you carry your pistol with you, you do that. You you make sure that you are protected at all times. So I think it's an okay thing to do. <laughs> Jerry so, said, I need folks not to be catfished in 2019. Oh, but they still doing it. Ooh. So my, my, my answer is yes. If I was single, I would try online dating. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I pro- well, okay, no. 
I probably wouldn't try it now, who mm-hmm. I am today. I probably wouldn't do it. I probably would um try to find a guy like a the old fashioned way. I don't know what what I classify as the old fashioned way, but it probably wouldn't be online dating. Now. Not a I right. would and that means Facebook or anything. I probably wouldn't um do it now. But I'm not I, I don't think you should be against it to the person that asked that question. Yeah, no. I wouldn't be against it. I, I wasn't. Girl, this this question right here. Look at this. Look at this. I, I can't I I can't even believe I wrote it down. Crystal need to get them tips on that. When should a woman introduce a man to his children? So go ahead, you can go first. Because I did mine the wrong way. Probably. You you think so? Let me tell you. I was really, 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 really big on not introducing my kids, my children, to um, a guy. Right when my daughter was in college, I had her send me pictures of place. Absolutely, yes. And make make sure your kids are doing that because you heard about that girl that got in that thinking that that was her Uber driver and she got in that car with that person and they uh, killed her. They found her body. Mm, mm, That's mm. crazy. Like, you definitely got to just, just make sure you, your kids are safe out here. And at this point, college students at 21, at what is it, 21, they they old enough to get a CPL at this point. I, I mean, it's just too crazy out here. At this point, you should know how to shoot. At this point, just let them, uh, let now. them carry. I'm, I'm, I'm not against carrying. She okay? knows how to shoot right now. Yes, she should. She knows it's, how to shoot. It's necessary. Trust. Okay. She knows how to shoot. It's necessary. Um, so when should a woman introduce a man to her children? So I think I did mine all wrong. I used to be really, really big on not introducing my kids to, to, to a guy that I was messing around with. Mm-hmm. And, um, but James, we was messing around at first. We had no, no thoughts of even being in a relationship. Honestly, it was just, we, we agreed that we didn't want to be in a relationship. We agreed that it would be just sex and that would be it. Um, and for Somehow, some way, I completely went off path of what I usually do. My character—I just had just completely done something different. Like I don't know if I—I uh, just don't know what happened. You—I mm. just don't know what happened. This I kind of just to be com- a friendly show. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. I just don't know what happened. Oh. I completely went off of what I usually do. And they were into we listen, he did he was too, because we got these kids together. Now they ne- they didn't know for a long time that he was spending the night. They did not. They they didn't for a long time. But when we introduced them, it had it had only been probably like a month or two. Two months maybe. And we took them to the beach. We got these kids. We took these kids to the beach and just was like, hey, this is him and this is her. And we went from there. And I think we just did it all wrong because I never would have done anything like that. I dated a guy for two years. Girl, you a trooper. Before he met my oldest daughter, of course, I knew I had a child and saw her, but never really met. That's great. Like, I, I honestly think that that's great. I don't know if I could have held off that long. Now, if, there's been there's been guys that my children have never met because I knew 
that that wasn't the right guy. I knew Period. what it was about. I knew Period. what it was about. Like I, I'm totally different. I know yeah. It's a it's just what it's about. And I'm not the woman that's too caught up into a dude to where I think it's gonna go further. I kinda know. I kinda knew You don't always have to be you though. Don't. But I just kinda knew back then I put the whip appeal on her. And I read that out loud. All right, brother Coleman. I, I took it to Misha. To Misha is so irritating. She is so quick with these comments. I kind of knew back then. I'm not dealing with y'all or him. I kind of knew back then that it was going to be a guy that oh. I was just going to sleep with or a guy that I was going to take it a little further with. Because I've only honestly been in three <laughs> relationships. Oh, I can't relate. Yep, I've only been and truly been in three relationships. Relationships? Oh, absolutely. Two probably. I, I don't even. I don't know if I can even consider the third one. But my kid's father, Nicholas and I.J. father, and honestly, James, the other, the third. No, I can consider the third one. That wouldn't be fair. So three. I've only been in three relationships. The other relations, the other relationships were sexual relationships, and that's just what they were. I knew what he was coming over for. I knew what I was going over there for. And it was what it was. And it was what it was. And I didn't make it anything bigger, ever. You know what I think sometimes we have that um the intention of doing one thing and it all doesn't always turn into that. So when I first got with Eugene, I was trying to be a totally different, I'm gonna do everything different uh type of person. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be with him. I didn't want to have no type of feelings. I wanted to date him, and I wanted that to be that. Uh I just wanted to date. I just wanted to have fun and all of that. And so um, I can't really say it turned out that way. Of course Um, not. You married to him. It didn't turn out that way. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I did my all wrong, too, I guess. You know, but I, for me and Tamisha, it was one of those situations in which we was coming out of some jacked-up stuff. We was recovering. Um, we had took some time and, you know, went to church and, you know, got to know God. And I introduced her to him fairly quickly. I think he was a fun guy. He was a guy that was good for me and her. Um, he was, like, therapeutic, you know, and then... He just didn't end up going nowhere. So it, it was what it was. So, I mean, if that's wrong, it is what it is. To me, she said I was super salty when I met him. <laughs> Why? So, but I'm not going to lie. Why, Tamisha? But I think it had a lot to do with the fact that we had just been, like, chilling. You know, like, I was coming out some stuff. We had been chilling. We, you know, we had been chilling. It was just me and her. Tamisha is the only child and spoiled, you know, for the first whole 10 years of her life, so, because it was just me and my mommy for the longest, so, for me, I think he was a a breath of fresh air, Mm -hmm. Um, and so, that's the reason why I introduced him so quick, but she was upset. What's the next question? The next one... What would be your biggest accomplishment and what is the largest failure you guys learned from? Hmm. 
My biggest accomplishment? You can go first. Um, I'm not to be braggart. I don't want to be... Man, I hate to even talk about accomplishments because I feel like I'm being, like, braggadocious. You are entitled to brag about your accomplishments. I don't think... I don't think there's ever a time where you can't brag or no or boast I about your accomplishments because you should. It's an accomplishment. It's that's what it's meant to do. You're meant to boast about an accomplishment. Uh, you want me to go first? Um, I can go because okay. it's gonna be real quick because I'm not gonna stay on it long. I think one of my greatest accomplishments is beco- becoming a published author. Mm-hmm. Um self-published author and um my biggest failure is uh there is one thing that I regret and I think that I failed at and that is being in a relationship and allowing my daughter to see uh, a man almost kill me Mm -hmm. one of the things that I regret I think that's one of my biggest failures because I failed her in that area I get it yeah that's deep yeah I don't care to elaborate I know you didn't. I know. I got you. My biggest accomplishment is being a wife and a mother. That's my biggest accomplishment um, thus far. Um, Not to say that there's not things that I am proud of, that that I've done um, or that I'm doing, but my biggest accomplishment thus far is honestly being a wife and a mother. My biggest failure... learn from. My biggest fear is probably not taking the necessary necessary time with my oldest son um, because I was a, a teenage mom he had to kind of grow with me. Um, we grew up together. And once we got to a certain point and I grew. It was kind of like you grown. Yep. Once we kind of, it wasn't that, but there was a lot of things that I missed um, in him growing, in his in his years of just growing up. There was a lot of things I missed and due to me partying or anything like that. Some of it was due to me working, and then some of it was due to me being in my relationship where I would ignore certain times, and I didn't talk to him enough. Um, we, it, I, I thought we talked about everything, but I don't think it was enough. So I think my biggest failure is missing the signs of my son crying out for different things or um, some attention in different areas that not necessarily uh, would be like a manipulation type thing, but right. some things that he needed from me right. that I didn't give him. And now some of those things are kind of displaying now. And so, yes, that that's it. So I kind of I had to give it to you guys like that so that you wouldn't so that I wouldn't put. Too on it, but you guys understand, yeah, that's, that is it. Um, all right. 
Hmm. How did you know your husband was the one? Was there a sign? How did you know Hardy was the one? I knew you was getting ready to do that. I knew you was getting ready to ask this last question. I don't, um, I just knew. I don't know how I knew. I knew. You know, my husband will tell you, and I wish he was on because, um, how did you learn from that? Courtney wants to know. How did I learn from uh, the around? The, okay. I know now um, because I have other, other kids. I think that. I, I know now that I have to do things different. I have to ask certain questions. I have to listen. Um, listen listening, 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 listening is something major in your child's life. They honestly want a listening ear. And I think for me, Allowing my son to venture off into friendships that weren't healthy for him, that didn't give him the right advice, if I had have been that listening ear or if I had have, um, reached out to him in the way that he needed me to reach out to him, I definitely think that some of the things that he's going through now, maybe not all because he has to still live and learn, but I definitely think some of the things now wouldn't be there. And so now me learning from that, I know not to do that with my with, with the other children. And he actually voiced that to me. He said, I need you to do A, B, and C with Nicholas, Javen, Nijay, and Jasmine. He said that to me. And I said, you're absolutely right. Because he knows that that was something that I lacked for him. So that that would be how I learned from that. If that makes sense. Makes sense. Well, for Mr. Hardy, I don't know. Um, I don't know how I knew. I just knew. I think that a lot of times as women we have this this life-changing situation or we have this situation that causes us to be um, – I just knew that it would be different. So there was a situation in which um, it was traumatic, and I was just like, ew, like I don't even want to be a part um, – Of anybody's life, any man's life, I didn't want to date, I didn't want a boyfriend, I didn't want to do anything. So I think that sometimes we as women, I mean, I started going to church, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was just not, I was celibate, I was just like, you know what, I'm over life at this point, and I just want to do something different. So I expected that there would be something different with him, and it just was something different. I think that sometimes we have to be so low and so at a point in our lives where God is just, we're not even focused on that. I totally was not focused on that. And God was just like, okay, daughter, here you go. And slid him right in. And I just knew, Eugene could tell you, I told him I knew he was my husband. And he'd just be like, you is crazy. Like, what are you talking about? But I just knew he was. And he was. So I just, you know, I I knew. I just knew he was heaven sent. So for me, how did I know? So you want to just something? Yes. Okay. So for me, I knew James was. I didn't. No. Let me let me stop. So Ebony's story is a little bit better because she knew Hardy was her husband. I just knew. I did not. I did not think that James was going to be my husband because I wasn't interested in even having a relationship. 
Um, he wasn't interested in having a relationship. We kind of just got that settled at the beginning. Like, we're not going to be in a relationship. That's really good. We're not going to be in a relationship, you know, and we ended up being in a relationship. And once the relationship started, um, I've been in relationships where, in my two relationships that I did have, uh, I knew that those men weren't going to be my husband. I knew that I, I'd seen no future with us. My kid father, I seen no future with us. But I and I and I and just some different things, you know. My my kid father, the relationship with me and my kid father was um, was emotionally abusive. It was it was all good in the beginning, but it was an emotionally abusive relationship. It ended up getting physical. Um, once it got physical, we ended it. It got bad. It it was something that had to end because we we one of us would have died, so it was like that. Um, but so I knew he was. I knew all along that he wouldn't be a husband. My other relationship, there was so many signs that no, you know, this, we, this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> now, did we talk about marriage? Did it go even to that point of? I want to marry you. Absolutely, it did. But I knew that we wasn't gonna be married. I knew we weren't. Like I didn't even feel. I didn't even like him around my kids type thing. You know. So I knew from that it was more of a. I was in a low place, and to put him down by any means because he's a great guy now. You know, with his wife and everything. But he just wasn't for me. Right. Um. So when James came around. And we didn't think that we were going to even go far as far as a relationship. Um, I had three kids. He had one. I was like, this, this ain't about to, this ain't about, this about to be just what it is. He a light bright girl, just like it was just so. Many. And he like, she got three kids. It ain't about to work out. But we gonna go ahead and we gonna we gonna lay up a few times. That's how we that's how we looked at it. But. Once our relationship started to grow, once our feelings started to grow for each other, I couldn't see myself without them. Right. And once I once I started to not be able to, once I started to look into the future, and I always seen him there, and like just thinking about him not being there, it was like, okay, this is it. Oh. Now, when he asked me to marry him, <laughs> I was like. In disbelief because we had already been together a few years at this point, and I was just like, "What? Like, is he serious?" And he was, and it was just like I knew even even now, like when we when we contemplated divorce, I told my husband, I said, "I don't even see, like, I can't even fathom my future with just me and the kids without you in it." Right. Like that is just not. It's just me and you. It's me and you. It's right. me and you. It's me and you. That's what I see. So when I didn't see myself just be, with it just being me, and I, I knew he was going. He was my husband. Like, and if he he wasn't, Lord, you said you'd give me the desires of my heart. Can I have it? And that's how I felt. So, right. <laughs> you know. So we had year number six, and it was the best decision. Oh, so. sweet. Let's see, Terry Young. Who was that? We got a couple of folk. We got Valencia said, I knew the first time we kissed. 
Jerry said she knew her husband was her husband when he wasn't, uh, he ain't going nowhere. Me and my <laughs> husband weren't supposed to be together like that. They was just friends with benefits, but he never left. And she, so she said, 11 years later, we still rocking. That is so awesome, Paul. That's a heck of a kiss, girl. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, that is a heck of a kiss. Um, let's see. Oh, you want to read that? You want to go back to that one? Yeah, because that was a good one. All right. So we got a really good question, and we are getting ready to, well, somebody. So we have a, a, a good one. So this is a conversation. A guy's girlfriend of three years is all broken up, emotionally distraught, and can't work because her ex died. She doesn't have any kids with her ex, and he is pissed, meaning the person she's in a relationship with now. He's pissed. Is he right or wrong? He's right. Mm-hmm. What? Listen, why are you? Some is Somebody lying. And I'm. Lord God, listen. Okay. Did you ask me the question? Do I need to read it again? Somebody this is really a good one. Is lying. So a guy's girlfriend of three years, his girlfriend of three years, is all broken up, emotionally distraught, and she can't work because her ex died. She doesn't have any kids with her ex, and he is pissed. He, as in the boyfriend, is pissed. Is he right or wrong? He's right to be pissed. He has a right to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you a a, um, a perfect example of why that man has the right to be pissed. Okay. Um, so I have been with my husband probably for about ten years. Of course, I have a um, baby father. Mm-hmm. Um, my my daughter's father just recently passed away. Was my husband supportive? Did he go to the funeral with us? He knew that it was something that was important. That's my daughter's father. Mm-hmm. I haven't been with that man for quite some time. I've been in my current relationship for 10 whole years. Why would I be so distraught that I can't go to work? Why? That's not okay. Somebody was lying. Somebody is lying. They was creeping like they said. Courtney said she was creeping. Somebody was doing something because that's absolutely inappropriate for you to be all broken up over your ex to where you can't work, you can't live life. It's okay for you to be upset, but come on now. Okay. So on some level, I I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's right or wrong, honestly. Here's why. Because... How I grieve over somebody that I was in a relationship with for three years may be different. How I grieve, period, could be possibly different. But that ain't Hold the, on. what the question The question is three years and she's all broken up, emotionally distraught, and mm-hmm. can't work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end this episode because I need to be able to hear and focus. Hold on. Love Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Emotionally Empowered Radio. My name is Ebony, and I'm Dee. Hey, everybody. Dee is here next to me. We also have producer Tamisha in the building. I didn't think she was going to make it. Hey, Tamisha. Wait a minute. We're having some technical difficulties, y'all. Hold on. Are we always? 
Thank you. 